Your the NBA season is back, man. Welcome to another episode of the Jones.com podcast. I am so excited the NBA season is back. I got league pass, so I will be watching every single game. I didn't get to catch the first game from uh last night. Well, I'm recording this on a Wednesday. The season's kicked off on a Tuesday, right? You know, um, first game we had Pelicans like I almost said Pelicans, Lakers. Um, Pelicans and uh, the Raptors, the defending champs, came out of one. Um, I think the rap the Raptors could have lost that due to the simple fact that um, the Pelicans did not play Lonzo Ball in OT, not in OT, but in crunch time in the regular um regular time, and they did go into OT. So, eh, yeah, like the Pelicans definitely could have won, and the Raptors could have lost if they had Lonzo in the game. Also, uh, what's up with that that last play call from the Raptors? I know Kawhi's gone; they don't have a leader, and Siakam have fouled out. But uh, they have still have Kyle Lowry, who's the veteran on their team. Uh, Marcus Saul's a veteran, so is Ibaka, and also Fred VanVleet was like extremely hot last night. So I don't understand why in the final possessions uh, they ran a play for North. I don't even want to say they ran a play. Uh, the ball was in. Uh, normal Norman Powell's hands for some strange reason. Like that cannot be. Uh, I don't even know how to like speak on it. It was just so terrible, such a bad idea. Um, but they ended up pulling it out in OT. But the game we all want to talk about is the Lakers versus the Clippers, the Battle of LA, the Battle of Los Angeles, and how that really worked out for them. Um, it was a. It was a close game up until the end. The uh, Clippers ended up winning by 10. You guys probably already know this by now. But uh, I was very um, – I wasn't surprised by the outcome, but I am surprised how how bad the Lakers' game plan was because it's like – when the game started off, every play was, okay, post up AD, post up AD, post up AD. Now, if anyone knows anything about basketball, yeah, you're supposed to post up, like you're supposed to go to the mismatch, but whoever's guarding AD is a mismatch. Now, the best thing you're supposed to do is you're supposed to create a better mismatch. So if um, Montrez, he can't really guard Anthony Davis. I don't, I don't want to say anybody can guard Anthony Davis, but – uh, he'll make it a little tough for him, right? So what you would do is you would you would you would force a switch to where um I guess you want Beverly or Lou Will or one of the guards, Landry Shamit, or somebody else on the floor to be guarding AD, AD. So once he does, goes through those post ups, you can create those mismatches, and uh, the game could be a lot smoother for Anthony Davis. But instead, he had to work like the entire first half. He went to the free throw line a lot, and he did not shoot well from the free throw line. So since he had to work extremely hard the first half, I, I believe he was, like, exhausted and tired um, when it came to the fourth quarter. Now, LeBron, on the other hand, I don't understand what was his issue. Um, he took – I think he shot seven for 19. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't really care to fact check that. But, uh, yeah, uh, he didn't shoot too well. I seen him uh, lose a step. All right, there's just one possession where Montrez went to the uh, rim and LeBron fouled him at the at the um like LeBron like Montrez was rolling to the rim to like dunk and LeBron rotated but he fouled him and uh LeBron acted like he didn't foul him but like the replay showed it was a clear foul 
And on the uh, on the next possession, LeBron did the exact same thing to Montrez, but um, Montrez got a clean block. So it, it's you're starting to see LeBron lose a touch, like lose that that that. I mean, he still has the quick first step, but I don't think players are are scared of him anymore because there was a long time in the NBA that players were like literally scared of LeBron James. Um, for example, those Raptors before last season. So yeah, um, uh, seeing the Clippers not be afraid of anything. Patrick Beverly came out there with like all the intensity in the world. It's really showing that like the Lakers really have a long way to go. I did like the White Howard's play. I do like the fact that the Lakers have legitimate big men, and um. I, I don't I don't think JaVale played too well. It was, see, this is the Lakers issue. They did really well when their bigs were in. But uh, since the Raptors were wearing small ball, they tried to defer to that. But um, small ball isn't for everybody, and the Lakers don't have a, a roster meant for small ball. So I believe they should stick to running bigs and being just playing bigger than everybody because uh, an unstoppable team is, what, seven-foot bigs, which they have about two to three of them. And um, – Three and D wings, which they have in Danny Green and Danny Green. I guess you could say Jared Dudley is a three and D wing. I don't know, man. I, I I don't understand. Like outside of their bigs, I don't really understand their roster. Quinn Cook was a a nice addition, I guess, but I don't see how he fits their like lineup. I don't. Re- we still don't understand how Le- um LeBron and Rondo are supposed to coexist on the court, as well as uh the purpose of KCP being on any NBA team. So, yeah, I just um, – outside of the big, I don't understand where their offense is going to come from. It's going to have to pray that their team shoots a lot of threes. Speaking of threes, um, I'm excited that the Clippers did win because what the Clippers did last night, especially Kawhi, he went on his mean tear of seven straight baskets in the um, second quarter. Yeah, he went on his mean tear. And what that team proved is that the mid-range game is still alive. Lou Will, hit a, he had 21. He hit a lot from the mid-range. Uh, Kawhi was hitting from the mid-range. Mo Harkless proved that he can he can definitely play. I don't really like Jermichael Green's um, being out there too, too long. He hit four threes, but on the defensive end, he was useless and – Really, all his threes were wide open, so he was just like on the court, like hitting open shots. But that's you're supposed to do. But in the long run, I wasn't. I don't. I don't want Jermichael Green playing minutes down the stretch. It's just not a good look to me. But at the same time, I mean, if he if he gonna hit his shots, let him play because there's a lot of players who get in play defense, but who can't hit those same shots. So uh, it's good he played like decent last night. I wasn't really impressed, but. Um, yeah, uh, the mid-range game is still alive, and uh, people were trying to come at, who was it? It was Zach Levine. He said he was going to take a lot more mid-range shots this season, and like they was like, well, it's not a really g- a good shot. It's a bad shot percentage-wise. This is what these people need to realize. The three-point line has been around since the 80, so the percentage of, okay, if we shoot this many twos versus threes, that that percentage has also been, always been around, right? But a lot of teams have won mainly shooting a two ball. Even like the Golden State teams, yeah, they were like spectacular at th- at the three point line. But um, what KD would do a lot of times is 
he would uh, he would post up in the mid range and he would get the mismatch. Like like I was saying, like what AD would do, AD needs to post up. Well, what KD would do, KD would uh they would Golden State would run a, a screen to get KD with the mismatch on him. And once he got that mismatch, he would post up in the mid-range and get the mid-range jumper every single time. See, the three-point shot is a cool shot when you're open. But the thing is, it's so far that over time your team gets tired shooting those shots due to the distance of the um the three-point line. So the mid-range jumpers, you can save your legs and energy throughout the game, and which is why the mid-range is uh such an effective shot still in today's game, regardless of what these so-called analytics people want to say, which is why the Rockets end up losing every year in the playoffs down the stretch because they rely so heavily on the three-point line versus uh, the mid-range, which is the bread and butter. And, um yeah, that's really all I got from last night's game. I don't really have any predictions from this season because any team can win it. I don't really think predictions mean anything unless you're betting with Vegas. So I'm not going to make any predictions this season. It's really too tight. Uh, my favorite team is the Spurs. I will be going to a Spurs game next week. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I've never been to San Antonio before. Also, uh, I do want to have – yeah, I do have favorites. Oops. Yeah, I do have favorites this season. And um, my favorites are – Houston, I really want to see Houston win a championship. No, I'm not a James Harden fan. Or uh, I am a Westbrook fan. I'm not a James Harden fan, though. I really don't like the way he plays the game. I understand it, but I'm just not a like big fan of watching it. It's pretty boring to me. But uh, I really don't want James Harden and Westbrook to go out like Carmelo Anthony. They're getting kind of old in their uh, careers. And so I want them to continuously uh, – I want them to get a championship before they go out, right? I want them to go out as champions they both got mvps but we don't really respect those too tough i mean we do but we rather see like we respect the championship a lot more um i like them i also want to see uh I, I wouldn't be happy i mean i wouldn't be upset if uh the portland trailblazers won a championship because i'm a huge fan of dame and cj they also picked up white side i think they can be a, a pretty good team this season even though a lot of people are writing them off, but they do that every year, so that's nothing new. But uh, Portland knows how to play the game in the 82 season way. They were in the what, conference finals last year, but they ended up being hurt. Now, I understand Golden State was hurt as well, but um, I think they said Dame had broken ribs or concussed – like, um, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Contused – yeah, contused rib. He had a contusion in his ribs. Uh, what else? Enos Cantor was out there playing with like a broken arm and Nurkic was also out the entire playoff. So yeah, the fact that they made it that far without Nurkic and Dane being injured, I think that's pretty good. Hopefully they can be healthy this season and make it further and make it to the championship, but they still have to get past the Clippers. I don't really think the Lakers are a big as a threat that people are making them seem. I don't know. I'm not in the league, but uh, after watching last night, I'm not a big fan of the Lakers. I, I really wasn't a big fan of the Lakers roster like last season or like after the offseason, but it's like watching it play out is really not good. And a lot of Lakers fans were really hyping up the fact that, oh, they were beat, they beat Golden State, what, three out of four times in the preseason? Which, one, it's the preseason. Two, Golden State is not the same Golden State. They're they're hurt. Like they they have two Kevin Kevon Looney and Willie Cauley Stein are both out. So that's two of their bigs. And the Lakers, what strong point is their big. So I really wasn't impressed by that. And two, uh, 
the the Warriors weren't even blown out as a hurt team. They don't even have Clay yet either. So, um, yeah, it, it's really not a good look for the Lakers. They also lost last night without Paul George playing. Now, I understand that Kuzma was also out, but it's eh, not really too looking too well. Out of the East, uh, I, I do like the Raptors now because um, – I just believe a lot in Van Vliet and Siakam. They both had 34 last night, and they're currently leading the league in uh, scoring, which is hilarious. But, yeah, they both had 34 last night, and it was pretty impressive. They both shot really well from the floor. So, yeah, I, I do think they have a bright future. Uh, the, the Celtics, I'm not really feeling them this year. I don't know if they'll be better than last year, to be honest with you. The the Nets aren't really going to do anything because Kyrie has never proven that he, he can he can carry a team anywhere. Who else? Uh, the Sixers did get better by picking up. They picked up Al Horford, right? I think that was a big piece because they really didn't have any veteran leadership. So yeah, that that veteran uh, Al Horford. People may think he's old, but he's been in the league since uh, KD came. I think they, him and KD was drafted in the same year. So yeah, that's really going to look. To, I, I really think they're going to look towards Al Hoffer to teach them how to win in the long run and how to finish and close games because that's all the Sixers' uh, issue is. They were a bounce away from, what, the conference finals last year. So picking up Al Horford is a, is a is a huge piece for them defensively, and he can stretch the floor. He may be their best shooter in the starting lineup, and that's sad. Hopefully Ben Simmons can uh work on that three-pointer. But, yeah, um. Who else? Oh, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got the reigning MVP. So, yeah, hopefully they figure something out too up there. They lost Brogdon, but they picked up Robin Lopez. So, really, they got better defensively. Hopefully, they add some more shooters. A lot of the teams that you're looking at now will not be the same come February, right, once that trade deadline hit. Because once teams realize what they need and what's been missing over half the season, that's when you're going to see a bunch of trades going on. Players like Brandon Ingram, it has potential to be traded. Uh, look look at a lot of players who are elder and they own buyouts, right? Those are the players that have a high chance of getting traded. The older ones and the ones who are buyouts or they have one, uh, one season left on their contract. So, yeah, those players are really finna be up out of here. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of the teams that we're looking at now are about to be completely different teams. So I, I need y'all to recognize that when you're uh, choosing who you got winning what. And so, yeah, um, that's really it for uh, all we got today. And um, thanks for riding with me on the Jones.com podcast. So we are out of here.